0: Welcome to the Off Dome Podcast, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Off The Dome Podcast, everybody. Glad to be back here with you. Uh, another episode. We're here. We're surviving, conquering the world. Um... Game three, Boston Golden State. Kind of more of the same. Uh, I figure Boston will bounce back, like they did. Uh, Golden State's got to find some offense, and they need to get taller. They need to get about. They need to go find some guys off the street that are about seven foot, because otherwise they're gonna get bullied. They're getting bullied in the park at their own. Like they they, they can't stand with Boston that way. Like they they cannot play with them boys with with this height. Uh, That, the Robert, Robert Williams and Grant Williams are just, Al Horford, you can say Al Horford too, they're just too damn big, too damn, too damn much for these boys. Uh, Kevon Looney's only one guy, he's, they gotta have somebody else, so uh, we'll see about that. UFC 275 coming up Saturday, that's gonna be, we're gonna take a look into that, it should be a fun one. Um, One of my favorite fights of all time uh they're they're rematching it so we'll we'll get into that a little bit uh and then safeties we will finish out top five man this is it for safeties is uh the last of the last of the top five series it's been fun so we'll uh we'll wrap that series up do the top five um and and just i know i said this most of most of these i've done this one was really hard there's like my honorable mentions. My, this might be the longest honorable mentions list I've I've had yet. I mean, there's the list goes on. There's a lot of guys, and I and I thought this would be easy. I thought I could just throw together some safeties, but uh, no, not really, not at all. I could not find like like there was my number one guy for sure, and the number two guy had to be on there. He could even have been number one, but. Like everybody else is like, how do you? How do you? I almost wanted to do ten. I was like, I'm gonna do ten for the safeties, and I was like, nah, because I haven't done ten at all for anybody else. So why would I do ten like that? That just didn't seem didn't seem like the move. But I, I, like, I really wanted to for the safeties, which is odd because right now the NFL doesn't really value safeties as much any like as any other position. So it's funny to see that like for the uh, position that doesn't get valued as far as like the pay scale in the NFL was one of the harder ones to do as far as who's the top guys. Like, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of young guys coming in. And I didn't realize most of these guys, I was looking like at their age, most of these guys are fairly young. So it seems like a safety position is somewhere where you can you can kind of find your groove and, and take off pretty early. Um, so we'll dive into that. We'll touch on that a lot more. But we're definitely starting with Game 3 last night. Golden State and Boston. It, it, this was a good game throughout uh Boston was uh, came out the gates uh firing and I was like oof and people start writing off like the Warriors couldn't come back but the way they shoot the ball it's not hard for them to come back at any any moment that's what's so fun about the series is they they shoot the threes that, you know they I wouldn't say they live and die by the three but they're they're pretty heavy with these threes so what if they're down, what a normal team like the difference between Miami and the like the Miami Boston series is Miami's threes weren't they weren't consistent enough with the threes in the postseason like they were in the regular season, but in that series in particular, like when they were they were down, they were coming back and trying to get win it back with Jimmy Butler trying to get twos like he was just two two twos a lot of twos, uh, bam when he was going off he's shooting twos so the threes weren't falling for Miami whereas with the Golden State. These dudes can shoot threes and like that. Like how quick was that 8 0 run and then uh, I wanna say the third? The third quarter. They went on an eight-o run in thirty-seven seconds. Like, holy shit, dude. Just like that, this series could flip. So it's it's not that it's not that uh unrealistic to for them to be down, even late in the game, and still have a chance. It's like they never are truly out of it until until it's over with Golden State. And that's like the a cliche saying, but it's really it's not over till it's over with Golden State because the way they can shoot the damn ball. They does shoot anybody out the gym at any given time. They got the best damn shooter in the in, in the league and, and Curry, maybe just all time best shooter ever, Curry. Clay was feeling it last night. But like I've been saying, with Golden State in my eyes, it's 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 Jordan Poole. They go as far and it's weird to say for a guy that's not even a starter, but He's such an important piece for Golden State, like, like even with Clay going off for twenty five, I and he hasn't like that's been that's that was huge. Not that he was shooting spectacularly, he's five from thirteen of threes, but he still like he gave you more production than he's normally been giving you as of late. So for him to be doing that, you would think, all right, they obviously are gonna win this game. But to me, it's Pool. Poole has ten points, and. And he's the he's the guy when they when he's the barometer. Like when he's going off, Golden State's usually winning that game, and and that's just how it's been in this series. The and even the series before, like when Pool starts popping off, and it it, it, it t- takes him to a different level because you know what you're getting from Curry. Curry's night in night out. He's he's just been consistent. Like if the Warriors win this, the, he's obviously the Finals MVP because he's just been he's kind of carrying them on their back right now because he's not getting the normal production from clay except for last night was great. Like he pops in and it's like, it's like, he's, he's like a substitute teacher. He's like, he comes in for me. He's like, hey, what's up guys. And he goes back to like being, you know, he's just not his old self. So, and Wiggins is like trying to be the splash brother, but man, his threes, he, he can't, sometimes his threes are just, they're just God awful. Like he, he shoots some of the ugliest threes and it's like, when in Rome, type deal. Like he's he's with Golden State, so he feels like he just needs to be uh, the third. He's like the third step, step splash brother. He's he's not really a splash brother. So, uh, Poole to me is is that guy. He's got to be that guy, and and it's tough for a young guy in his, in the NBA Finals taking this this step and having to and produce like that. But really, they're they they have a lack of they have an offensive issue. Like their production is is if they can they they let Curry cook. Clay does what Clay does, even if he gets you some. Draymond's not giving you any type of offense. He's more productive off the court than he is on the court right now. Like he he needs it and he he knows that. He even said like in the interview uh, post game, he he said they asked him like how do you how did you play? He's like I played like shit. Like he, he didn't even let them finish. He's like I played like shit, and so he's he's honest. Like you, you can't fault him. He's he's honest about it. But you got to get more from him. I mean, 35 minutes and the guy takes takes four shots. I know he's not the focal point of offense, but they—he's got to do something because he right now he's getting the ball and he's just looking to put it like who do I give it to? He's which it can work, but he's I think he's got to be a little more aggressive, not not like overly stepping his boundaries where he's like like he'll get to the point where he'll just drive it and shoot up the ugliest layup. So like I'm not I'm not saying he needs to do that, but he's got to get involved somehow. He's he's a veteran guy. He's smart. He knows he knows. How to do this thing now? For he's been here for a minute. They he's been with the Warriors team, so I, I think they'll figure it out. I think Game Four tomorrow will, will be interesting, which we'll preview that a little bit, a lot more tomorrow. In tomorrow's episode, we got a special episode tomorrow, so we'll talk about that too. Um, but but for me, it's got to be pool. And and even like some of these other guys like Otto Porter can if he can get you some more Gary like where are they gonna get offense that that's that's where I'm at right now. With Gold State is is Boston is so deep they give you so much at any given time. If Tatum's not popping off, here comes Horford. If Horford's not popping off, Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart's not off, Jalen Brown. It's like because Jalen Brown came out the gates just ready to fucking go. I mean he was he was he was ready. So to me, it's where is Golden State gonna get this offense, and it's got to be Jordan Poole. He's the most capable. He's he's the one that has had the biggest volume at, at certain times. Like he's got to be the guy because Andrew Wiggins, he can, but he's not gonna shoot at the like he's not gonna be sh- your your shooter. He's not he's not the other shooter. Poole can shoot the damn ball, so he's got to get going. He's got to he's got to find his rhythm. If the Warriors even want a chance, he's got to be getting more than ten. Like, it just is what it is because I'm not counting on Clay giving me 25 anymore. Like, I don't know if Clay is capable of doing that. And I'm not saying he's just a bum now, but, like, we know he's not the same. So we can't assume that he's going to give us 25, 90 out. This is a game where the Warriors, looking back, they squandered this game because of the way Clay played and Curry played and even how Wiggins played. I mean, without, without the threes, I think. He gets to a situation where he get, they feel desperate and he starts heaving he starts jacking up threes and it's just not his game it's not his forte he's a mid range on in guy he he reminds me of a, a Demar Derozan but a bigger uh, like a bigger Demar Derozan and and can guard a lot better we're not saying that Demar can can guard but that's what he reminds me of in comparison so I'm not expecting him to be shooting threes like Clay and, and Curry but Poole can. So that's what he needs to do, and he just he he didn't take many shots, and he didn't have a good night. He just he looked out of it, uh, out of sync. Uh, and I you say the same with Draymond. Maybe Looney. Maybe maybe feed Looney more. Um, he's got to get more involved. So uh, it's just to me, I don't know where 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 they're gonna find the production value that that, that Boston's giving me. That's why I, I just I seen the writing on the wall. That's why I took Boston and I have them in six and I'm sticking by it because I just don't I don't see where I mean, Tatum gives you twenty six, Smart twenty four, Brown twenty seven. I mean that alone is that's outdoing any three guys. Like they matched it with Curry and Clay, but they don't have a third guy. So right there you got three guys and they their role players. Grant Williams pitching in ten. He can start going off uh, threes. We've seen his game. Robert Williams is man. He's a beast. This dude, and they say he's not hundred percent because he has a knee injury. He's he's battling a knee injury. So you give him credit for even being out there. But my God, if this dude is is a hundred percent, I mean, four blocks, three steals, ten boards. I mean, he's too big for anybody on the team. On the team, like he's he's just you love the heart of like of, of Draymond battling down low and stuff. But I I mean, it's just, he's, they're too big. Grant Williams, Robert Williams and Al Horford are just all entirely too big for this, the golden state team. So that's, that's what they have issues too, is, is offensive boards last night. That's what was killing them was the offensive boards, uh, I mean, they were just getting second-chance points. If they missed a shot, had no problem. I mean, guys were getting their own boards, right? Like, they're they're putting up shots. Oh, I miss it, and they're just, like, plucking it. Like, literally plucking over Draymond. Like, yeah, you're too small, bro. Get the fuck out of here. So, I mean, I, I just don't see how Golden State can can match up here. Um, I give them – this is game three. This is two to one. I give Golden State uh, five to one more game maybe. I gave them, I gave him. I had him in six. I had Boston in six. So I give Golden State one more game, and I, I just don't see how they they don't match up well. Like there's, no, it's not a good matchup for them. So I think I think they were hoping and praying. Like they should have wanted Miami, because they would have had a better chance at beating Miami. Because with Boston, Boston's just a deep, uh deep team, and this has been brewing for years now. They've been building this thing up getting the right pieces, and they they finally – this is what – to me, this is what a complete basketball team looks like. They've got Al Horford as as a leader, a veteran guy. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two stars uh, that they've drafted. Like This is all homegrown stuff. I mean, Robert Williams, they bring in Al Horford as a, as a vet. Grant Williams, I mean, and then they have pieces. Pritchard, um, Derek White. I mean, Derek White didn't even have a, a good night, and they still – won by 16 and Derek White's been a key piece of them what he does he would be great in Miami just his his the way he plays like I I would love to have him in Miami but Boston's not letting go of him uh he's just they they have the complete team so I I just love what Boston has they what they've done with this team and and it's it's proven too like when when Tatum and these guys don't when it, it, it allows him to have this flexibility. If these Since they are young, if they have these off nights. Like, Tatum was 9 for 23 shooting. It's not like he was shooting out the gym and they just couldn't stop him. It's, A, they had the offensive rebounds going. But, B, he's got pieces around him where he doesn't need to panic and like, oh, oh fuck, we're doomed. We're doomed. I'm not making shots. Because he's got Jalen Brown. Because Jalen Brown came out foot on the gas. I mean, like... Like that, out the gate was just coming out firing on all cylinders. So it was like, damn. And then Tatum started getting it going. Then Marcus Smart starts hitting. Marcus Smart seems to hit like the clutch, clutch shots. And he, and he'll take a lot of threes, but he seems to hit them when they mattered most. And it's just, it's just they they got too much going on, man. And Jalen Brown's such a great defender. Hey, he was doing really hard. like some possessions. He was on Curry. Uh, he was just locking them down and the only weakness that, the, that i seen with boston and they were was like they were getting confused on the pick and roll i don't know why they're letting curry have so much range like you know that who this dude is like everybody know like everybody in the world knows who it is they don't even have to watch basketball you know who steph curry is and you know what he does so why does boston the best defensive team in the league not understand that On a pick and roll, you can't give him any space. You have to go up. Like, there was times where Al Horford was was giving him so much room. And even when Robert Williams was already back in the paint, and Al Horford's still leaving him all that space, he's got to come up. So there's room for improvement for Boston defensively that I've seen. So, like, on just on certain situations, like, they they can still be better. This wasn't even, like, their best version of themselves. And they handily, I don't want to say handily because at the end they, they took it away from them, but they 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 withstood golden State's best effort to me this was like golden State like their best effort trying to just sclaw, crash and slaw back into this thing uh like the third quarter too they had a great third quarter like they even did their their normal third quarter shenanigans and still could not wasn't enough so i i don't i don't know I don't know going going in this next game what adjustments it'll be interesting to see what adjustments can they make? It would it would be a whole different series. I think had the Warriors had James Wiseman, I, they are really hurting to have this kid back. Like if they had James Wiseman, this would be a different, a little bit different. Like they because then you have Looney coming off the bench or whatever. But well, like well, I'm assuming Wiseman would start, and that would be they would have a bigger guy coming in. So Kevon Looney could come in off the bench and give them a still they're not losing size. That would change this whole thing, but that's not what the case is. So. It is what it is with with them the, with the Golden State. I think they were just the, the fact that they got here to me was just a, in detriment to the West injuries and their matchups. Like the, they they had the easier road, and I think it's gonna show at the end of the series. Like Boston's just too they're they're battle tested, man. They've gone through wars to get here. Like look at the teams they beat here. I've said it before, the the teams just a they beat Brooklyn in a sweep which they were a circus show, but still they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Not, not, it's not like a, a walk in the park uh, sweep. Um, then they go and face uh, Milwaukee, the defending champs. Went into a knockout-dragout series with them. Then they go into to face the number one seed, Miami Heat, and they're one shot away from losing the damn... It's like they almost lost. Had Jimmy Butler hit that three, Miami's in the finals. So, they, they, it was it was they they're bat they're more battle tested. I mean they've seen it all. There's nothing that I don't think Golden State could throw at them that they they can't handle that they can't bounce back from. They got a great coach. Not that Golden State doesn't, but they have a great coach, and they're defensive minded team that can also score. They got every they got every type of weapon you need. Uh, two st- legitimate stars, uh, b- borderline superstars. If you want to call Jason Tatum a superstar, you could. I'm not gonna argue that. Jalen Brown's it's no slouch either. So like you, you might have two superstars, and then you got Al Horford who seems like he's just turned back the clock at his point at his age. He's he's just ready to go. He's hungry for a championship. Robert Williams is just a fucking beast, dude. Like all around, and he's not even hundred percent. Marcus Smart, you got the Defensive Player of the Year. It's just they, they've got too much. Too much. It's too much for Golden State to handle. I just think they they just they don't have enough. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the adjustments are made. They're not gonna. Golden State's not gonna roll over by any means. Tomorrow's gonna be fun to see if they can even this series up. It's gonna be crucial for them. So we'll 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 see where we're at with that. Uh, think we're gonna. Be, let's see. So we'll we'll go into we'll go into the safety. So we'll wrap wrap up this top five top five series safeties. Like I was saying. This is a lot this is a lot tougher so I'll rattle off my uh my 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 honorable mentions I had um and there's a lot of like damn we really don't have them in the top 5 but like if you if you want to sit down and try to do this it it is not easy like you you think oh safety's fuck who cares just throw in top 5 guys this does easily no it's it's not that easy with these guys because there's a lot of guys that Big name guys that are like they're my honorable mentions. Like I have let's see, Minka, my Minka Fitzpatrick, like stud, absolute stud with, with the Steelers. He I got him, Jesse Bates, one of these guys that he's he's been balling out with the Bengals. Like I could I couldn't find a spot for him. Marcus May, I like him. Um with the Jets. He went over to and he teamed up with Tyra Matthew in New Orleans. Also a guy I have nine months mentions. So I don't have him in the top five. Uh, Adrian Amos been doing it for a minute, uh, balling out of control. Uh, he he's not making the list. Xavier McKinney's a younger guy for the Giants that I really like coming up. I think he's a legitimate guy though. like I wouldn't put him in the top five yet, but uh, I got him. Uh, same with Kyle Duggar. I like him. Kyle Duggar, Jeremy Chin, Xavier McKinney. These are these newer newer guys coming up that I I really are high on. I have one I would say in that same class. In this top five, and he's my number five. But we'll we'll touch that. So six, my my top, my top guy that top honorable mention, at six, is Derwin James with the, with the Chargers. And the only reason is in the three years he's been in the league, that second season, he where he got injured, I believe it's an ACL tear. Uh, let's see. I don't want to I don't want to botch that. Was it an ACL tear? Um, oh, oh, I believe because it, it was a pretty big injury for him, and they didn't know if he was gonna, you know, come back hundred percent. Was he gonna be the same? What is this? This is not what, uh, no, 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 not what we wanted. But oh, broken foot. So it was a broken foot. Why am I thinking it was a? So he's had a broken foot. He's had multiple injuries. No. Uh, separated shoulder. It's like he's just he's just at this age. The way he plays, that's what's scary. Not not in in three years he's already had a broken foot, separated shoulder, and it's it's football. People are gonna get hurt, but that's what scares me. Uh. So, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't, with it already being this tough, like I didn't want to disrespect him. I have him at six, but, like, I couldn't put him at five because there are a lot of these guys that uh, that are really good. And and to, to sit here and have him on there, like, if I'm at one season, he gets hurt in that one season. Yikes. But So that, that that's what scared me. I got to do it in one season, so I, I, I can't have him any higher than five. I, I couldn't disrespect the guys above him by having him on here. Uh, but so with with that, we'll get into the top five. So at five, this is the young young buck that I, I really like out of this younger class of guys that I said McKinney, Jeremy Chin. Who Jeremy Chin's a beast, but uh, Kyle Duggar. I got Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, just all around, just just a stud. Like this dude's gonna be a stud. He's only five nine, which is which is crazy. He's five nine two zero three, so he's. He's not tall, but dude is stocky. Like that's that's ridiculous. He's seventy pounds. He weighs seventy pounds more than me, and and uh, um and, and we're the same height. So interesting enough. Like that's just that's just crazy, Dude's, dude's built. So, but he gets it done. I mean, he's. In his two years, he's got five sacks at the safety position. Five sacks, four forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, three picks. Dude just does it all. 126 tackles already, solo tackles, um, 182 t- total tackles. And um, so with that being said, I mean, like, he just flies around and does everything. So that that's that's huge for me. Like, he's a do-it-all guy uh and and just because like i like i would want to put him higher but like th- again it's just it's a crowded it's a crowded safety market so we'll see we'll, we'll like I, I think he's going to be great for a long time coming and i think he'll be one of the top safeties in in the league like he, he just he can do it all he can cover he's fast he's not afraid to hit like he's not afraid to come down into the box and just and and Stick his nose into the into, into your business. So, he's a beast. He'll be good for a while. Like eventually, he'll move up on this list. I think he'll be number one at some point. Like he, he's just he's hard to hard to deny. Number four, I got Justin Simmons with Denver. Um, a little bit. This guy's one of the one of a little bit older guys on the list that I have, but been consistent in getting it done in, in his career. Uh, flies around. He's six two, two oh two. Like he's big, strong, fast. He's complete. Last year, he had five picks, twelve pass deflections at the safety position. Like he's just not afraid to to fly around. And He's been doing that consistently. Like if you look back at, like he's twenty one total interceptions, five last year, five the year before, four the year before that, three, two, and two. So he's just progressively getting better. And he's more of those. He's more of like a, a free safety. So what I did just a shine a light like I did not I'm not going to separate it with with free safety strong safety is the difference like I just I'm taking one safety and I got to stick with one so if, whether they're a free safety it's there's a little bit difference of a guy that can that come down in the box and and he, he's more of a, a Jamal Adams type or if he's a Antoine Winfield type but to me and there's a there's guys that are, are are coverage guys and there's guys that are, are almost like hybrid linebackers but but there's also guys that can do it all. That that can do it all. So it, it was it was gonna be too much to try to do this and that. Like you just, I'm I'm putting them all in one, and I'm ta- I'm taking with I'm taking one. That's why I almost wanted to do ten. It was like take two. But so I, I got Justin Simmons at four. I couldn't keep him off the list, and it, it's he's again he's just one of them consistent guys. that has been he doesn't really get hurt, and he just goes out there and does it, and he balls out. Three. Uh, this is one of the older guys on the list, but I mean he's just been a stud, and with his he's him and his partner. So I got Micah Hyde at three. I didn't know if I should take Micah Hyde or Jordan Poyer. Like I think to me that's the best. They've been the best safety tandem for a few years now. Like the years they've been together, and even at thirty one, this guy don't miss games. Like he's he's missed one game a couple times, and that was it, in Buffalo and in Green Bay he missed a one game once so another guy I know I'm gonna get have him around he's not afraid to 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 stick his nose in more of a coverage guy for than a than a strong safety more of a free safety than a strong safety but he's all around the ball five picks 10 pass deflections can force the fumble uh, this flies around the field at 31 he's getting a little bit older so I couldn't, I couldn't put him above anybody else, and and maybe, maybe I would think about sliding. If if I slide anyone down, it would maybe be Micah Hyde down one, but I, I'm gonna go ahead and put him at three. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with any of these guys. Micah Hyde's a beast, and Poirier, his his running mate, a beast too. Like a, a, he was on my uh, honorable mentions. Like you can't have peanut butter without jelly, and that's what these dudes are beasts, man. Both of them. But so I I take Micah Hyde at three, and then one and two were pretty pretty easy. It's who was I gonna have at one and one? At, who was gonna be one and who was gonna be two? Two, two. I have a guy that is. You want a definition of the most consistent safety in the league, day in day out? This dude's been bawling out like since I can remember. Like he's just he's almost so consistent it's boring. But I got I got Kevin Byard at two, and I got no problems saying maybe he could be one. Like you could have, you could argue one with him, and I got no problems. So Kevin Byard, just I mean, if you're if you don't know about Kevin Byard, then I I mean go 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 learn about him because he is a model pro safety man. Been doing it, has not missed a game in his career. Uh, he not afraid to tackle, not afraid to stick his nose into things. I mean he's. 88 tats, total tackles. The year before that, 111 tackles. I mean, and then the interceptions of their coverage. He's all over. Like, he is a ball-hawking safety that no one knows about. He's like quietly being the best free safety. Like, everyone gives props to Tyron Matthew. And what I would argue is go look at Kevin Byard. Tyron Matthew's a more flashy, flashy guy that everybody knows. But Kevin Byard, uh, five picks last year. He's 23 on the year on his career five last year one for that five four eight I mean dude is just insane uh forces fumbles can be a guy but you you blitz and put on and get a sack no problem I mean you can do whatever you need with him but he's best playing that center field free safety style uh position and and I got him at two because the number one guy to me is is he's just just a tier above that just because of what what I what I see seen with him, and and that's Buddha Baker. This dude to me is what I think Antoine Woodfield is is slowly becoming. But Buddha Baker, man, for his size, he is not afraid to hit you. He's a a, a hard nosed, tough, tough guy that will come down in the box, but also can fly around like a free state. He's fast, can cover the entire field, but can really. Sit you on your ass, like he's not afraid to, to hit you. I think he just does everything well. I mean, look in twenty nineteen, his total tackles a hundred and forty seven, and like no other safety is doing that kind of like he is everywhere. I mean, he it he gets in the box, he plays back. He's I mean, he flies. He covers the entire field. It's hard to ignore this guy, and he's only twenty six, so he's he's young. Doesn't miss time for the the way he plays is that's pretty. That's pretty crazy for the way he plays because he plays like he can play like a, a nimble safety, free safety, but then he can also play like a hard nosed linebacker at the same time. Like he's not afraid to do both. So I know with him, I'm getting everything. And that's kind of what I want in my safeties. I want him to be able to cover but not afraid to hit either because otherwise, that at some points, they're going to be a liability. He's not a liability by any means because he's, he's doing it all guy. He's a Swiss Army knife at the safety position. He's almost what his running mate Isaiah Simmons is, but he's not built like Isaiah Simmons. He plays like Isaiah Simmons, uh, who played linebacker and safety. And when Arizona drafted him, they didn't know what to do with him. But Buda Baker, he plays. He just he plays like he he can do it all, and it shows because he can. So for me, for my money, I'm taking Buda Baker at one. But I got no problem. I got no problem arguing. Like I, I I'll take Kevin Byer too because he's i he's the proven model of success there. So so my top five, again, so it's six, my honorable mentions, Derwin James. I got five, Antoine Winfield Jr., four, Justin Simmons, three, Micah Hyde, two, Kevin Byer, and number one, Buda Baker. That's safeties. That's the top five list. That's been fun. That's tough. I think we're going to keep doing that every year. We'll, we'll do that, and we'll kind of see how that list changes and, and who kind of goes up and down and maybe with how – how overreacting was I on some guys and, and we'll see and do any of these guys that are honorable mentions do they make the top five or do they just they do they not get up there there's a lot of guys that that definitely could and on all these positions let me see it'd be interesting to see how these guys grow and when and where i have them Um. last thing I want to wrap up with y'all UFC 275 this is gonna be fun Saturday uh, the three three big fights that I, I'm excited. First of all, my favorite fight that I think the best fight is going to be the women's strawweight bout between Zhang Wei Li and Joanna Chek. That's going to be one of the best fights, uh, hands down. If if you have not seen that fight, it's free on YouTube. You need to go watch it because that is one of the best. I mean, hands down, the best women's fight I've ever seen in my life. That that was like arguably one of the best fights ever. They, they these two laid it all on the line. And I don't know how, like, I couldn't have been a judge in this fight because, truthfully, that like, it was so back and forth. I mean, they were just throwing everything they had at each other. So it's gonna be fun to see them run it back. And uh, Dana White said for sure whoever uh, wins this is is definitely looking at at a title shot. So they're both gonna be hungry. They're both gonna be. They have something to prove. They want if they want to get a title shot again, like winners definitely getting a title shot so they're gonna come out hopefully the same energy they had in the first fight because that was that was something special to see if you have not seen that fight and you're like oh what what are you talking about you need to go watch that fight because that was probably one of the best damn fights I've ever seen in my life so that that's gonna be an exciting one Um, and we might do something we might do something for I don't know if we'll do it for this one but coming up like I, I think I got something planned for these fights like maybe like a watch along type deal but obviously we wouldn't be able to show it but kind of just talking through it watching the fights live reactions and 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 shit like that so I don't know if we do it for this this one but coming up uh, I think we got something in the works for that um then the 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 next the other second women's fight Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos that's going to be a good fight for me though uh it's 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 going to be interesting to see if if Shevchenko can even really it, like is Santos going to be in a in a, in a, a legit con- opponent for her because Shevchenko has just torn through any women any woman that she's fought she is just shredded like it, it without even looking like she's using an ounce of her energy like she's just so dominant in that weight class anyone that she's fought i mean it's just it's just like almost just Throwing meat to a damn tiger—it's just—it's like a, a slaughter. So, can Santos provide something here? I don't know. Um, it's just to it just show goes to show how good Shevchenko is, and how dominant she is over all these other fighters. So, does she provide something? Is this? I think this will be a a, a good fight, but I, I just think shevchenko's such a fucking beast, dude. Like she's made everyone that she's fought look like they're they're just common folks off the street like they're like they're just bringing anybody in from the crowd in like it she just makes them look so pedestrian you hope that uh Santos can do something but I mean this might be one of the the, the closer fights that sohenko's had uh in a while I mean the, the last few that she's had she's just dominated and Santos is coming off a four fight win streak so Interesting. The last four she's had has been been interesting, um, and then Glover to at the the main card, the, and Yuri Prohaska. I think it's going to be closer. It, it can be closer than what you think. You know, some people think, oh, Glover chair just because he's so old is just going to be, uh, it's going to be a quick and easy one. Prohaska is a fun guy to watch fight, though. Um, the way he fights, his last fights. I mean, how he just keeps his arms down and is, is is he's a he's a pretty arrogant cocky dude um when he fights. So that that'll be interesting to see. I, I think it's it's close. It's close. Glover to share if he can get him on the ground. I mean obviously that's where he's gonna that's where he's favored to win. If he gets Prosk on the ground, that his ground game is a lot more dominant, but uh to share on the ground it is dominant. But Prahaska fighting his his stand-up is nasty it's pretty nasty so we'll we'll probably talk about this we'll talk we'll talk about this more but I just want to highlight those fights because right those three fights alone are pretty pretty nasty um like I said I can't wait I can't wait for that women's strawweight bout between Joanna and and Whaley. uh that that's gonna be a good one if you have not watched that I recommend anybody that has not watched that that's the one you need to go back and watch that that was a like, damn Dog fight, dude. That was a good ass fucking fight. So we just want to touch base on that because I'm I'm excited for that. Um again tomorrow tomorrow's episode for anyone that is listening. Tomorrow's episode is gonna be a pretty good one. Um we have a we're gonna bring Andrew back. I think he's gonna come down. We're gonna do we're gonna do that with him and it's also going to be the debut of the YouTube if if we can get it going right the camera has gone out on me again um so we're going to work through the kinks and get that that situated and fixed but that's going to be the first i believe YouTube episode um with him so that's going to be a fun one we're going to we're going to shoot the shit on uh I think we're gonna do the AFC. We'll we'll use the, we'll do the AFC uh, West prediction. So we have NFC West, AFC West for the NFL left. So I think we'll do the AFC West prediction. Um, we'll preview Game Three. We'll see his thoughts because on uh, on his Celtics and and what he thinks. Obviously, I'm sure he he's feeling pretty good about that. So we'll we'll go into that and we'll got, we'll have some more stuff. We m- might do. Well, we'll see what we do. Y'all, y'all have to listen and find out, but that'll be the first YouTube episode, so a little something special for y'all. Um, well, with that, we'll put a we'll put a bow on it, leave leave it there. Uh, hope y'all have a great day. Love y'all. Peace.